there. You're listening to the Align Creative Living Podcast, an empowering place for women to find inspirational topics from intuition and creativity to real life triumphs and struggles. We're talking all things soul-aligned living here. Nothing is off limits. Welcome home, sister. I'm your host, Renee Shear. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. So happy you are here, my beautiful, beautiful sisters. I am thrilled to be back after a much needed break at the end of 2020, and I'm so super excited about this upcoming series that I have right now, talking all about awakened women and the archetype and what that means, what it looks like. And so this has been such a a deep inner, inner calling that I have needed to express. And so I decided that I was going to do some interviews with some truly powerful women in my world. So over the next several episodes, you're going to be hearing several different interviews and topics about what it is to be an awakened woman and what that looks like and how it's different for everyone. And so today my special guest is Nikki Gingrich. She is a powerful, powerful meditation teacher. She's a mindfulness life coach and Reiki practitioner. And she's just such a beautiful soul who really loves to empower others to take action toward their goals and their dreams. So I'm really thrilled to have her on the podcast today. So get yourself a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, settle in and enjoy the show. Hmm. Welcome, welcome, Nikki. I'm so happy to have you here today with me, with us. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. This is so exciting. Yes, I, I, I am truly excited to have this conversation. Um, you know, I've been just so inspired over the last few months to really talk to in to women, especially about what it means to be an awakened woman. And part of that came from, you know, doing my own inner personal journey and and being on this spiritual path of mine um, that I've been on for so many years, but more so lately, especially, you know, with 2020 being such a, such a yucky kind of, (laughs) kind of energy, you know, it's like, what, what can we do to really become awake? And what does that really mean? And how can we embody that to be the best version of of who we are and who we want to be and who we're becoming. So I'm so happy to have you here, my beautiful sister, to talk about your journey and to becoming an awakened woman. Because when I see you and what I know of you and your path and and the work you're doing in the world, um, I, I see you as this beautiful, strong woman who, who is truly awake. And so I wanted to just start off by asking you, what, what does that mean to you personally to be an awakened woman? Oh, I just love, as you're talking, I'm like, oh, I'm just like taking it all in. I'm like, oh yes, I love this so much. And it's funny because I don't know if I ever would have on my own said, oh, I'm awake, right? Like I've just been I've been on this journey of self-discovery and just knowing that I was meant for more. Like I just dove into this journey and then I don't, you know, saying I'm awakened, but of like I am. And, and I think it's, it's in the way of saying that my eyes have been opened. 
that I see things from a different perspective. So it's like you, it's like you see something and all of a sudden now you can't unsee it. So I've seen this, this lighted, this beautiful lighted spiritual way of living. And I cannot unsee this path. And I have just been diving in each and every little piece that I can kind of get my hands on. And it's like this little snowball effect that, that started simply because I was tired of living life the way that I was. And that was it. I was not on setting out on a spiritual path. I was not set out on, you know, making big ways and, and doing things. It was just, I knew I needed to do life differently. And it was just step by step being able to, to find myself in this place. And it's, it's been an amazing journey so far. And I'm so excited for what the journey from here forward looks like. So it's just this, this beautiful blossoming of I'm awake and now I can't, I can't go back to sleep, essentially, if you really think about it that way. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I love how you said you put it in a way that I guess I never, I never would have thought of before is when you said, it's like you, you, you see, you see, and now you can't unsee it. So you yeah. get a taste of, of what it's like. And I, that so resonates with me. I, I, those are not words I ever would have described. That's why I'm loving having these talks and these interviews about, because everyone looks at it in a different way. And there's no, there's no wrong ways to, to interpret anything. You know, it's just all like a matter of everyone's individual unique point of view and what feels good to them. And so, you know, you said that, you know, at one point you, you were just feeling like you just weren't happy with the life that you were living. So let's talk about that for a minute, because I think this is where it's important that we understand that this is sort of what opens that door to, to waking up, to becoming more awake, to seeing that there's something inside of us that just doesn't feel right. Yep. So, so talk about your journey a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, like what, what was it that, that started helping you to see that there needed to be some sort of shift was what was happening in your life or did, or, or was there some sort of experience that you had? I would love to know more about what that journey looked like for you, how you kind of went from that place of, you know, of being a little stuck or, or whatever word yeah. you would like to use to, to how you are, where you are now. Yeah. And I love that. I kind of used a visualization of like, there was a fire smoldering. So there were like coals smoldering within me. And it was like, there was just this slow, slow burn. Right. And I needed something that was going to ignite the fire. I needed like that match sticker, you know, somebody to blow the oxygen on it, to bring that fire back to life. And for me, it was, it really came around work and I started to notice like my, my stress levels were going up. I started experiencing physical, like my physical body started reacting to the stress in my world. And I was never somebody who was very stressed about things. And I, I thank, you know, my, my dad for that, that piece of who I am. I was actually explaining that to my husband today of like, I've always, my dad's just this chill, like hey, life is what it is. And sometimes it sucks. And sometimes it's really fun. But when something happens, you just you pick yourself up and you keep going. Like, it's just this, it's this positive, beautiful energy that I've, I've gotten from him of like, well, this is life. And, and sometimes that serves me well. And sometimes it's like, well, this is life. And sometimes I don't push hard enough. But 
I was at this point where I was like, I'm experiencing this stress that I've never really recognized in myself before. And it was, I was getting all of these, these external things were happening to me. People were saying things and I was feeling, I was getting the emotions and the feelings of, I've got to be crazy. Um, I was in scenarios at work where I was being put down and I was being belittled and I was being, um, you know, I was saying I was overwhelmed. There's too much that I, I have taking too much on on my plate, like something's not right. And I was being told that, you know, how I was feeling was an exaggeration, that it wasn't real. And I was saying to my one, my one friend who was a coworker at the time, I just remember the phrase of, am I crazy? Like, I, I'm feeling this way, but I, I feel like nobody else sees what I see. And there was so much pain in that of feeling so utterly alone. And she agreed with me and, and she was like my confidant, like, you know, you've got to have your work bestie. Like, thank God we had each other to go through this period <laughs> in our lives. But I just remember, I'm going, I don't remember ever in my life thinking this of like, am I nuts? Is something wrong with me? Why am I so unhappy? Why, why don't people see things the way that I see them? And that was really, that was like the matchstick to the fire. That was like, okay, People aren't seeing life the way you see them. It's because you've already started the process of seeing things in a different way. And because at that time I had just dived into personal development and I had just started saying, I'm going to do a I'm going to start this side business. And I just started diving in and reading books and listening to podcasts. So I think I was being fed itty bitty pieces of information. And then they all culminated. Like, it was like, I was just kind of getting this information and I was kind of in the phase where I wasn't necessarily acting on it. I was just taking it all in. I was just digesting it. And then all of a sudden I started to see, like, it was like stuff had seeped into my subconscious mind. And I was like, wait, that's not how people are supposed to act. This isn't how I'm supposed to feel. And all that information over the last, you know, a year or two years, almost, yeah, two years before that I had taken in, it was like all that information finally started coming up to the surface and I started seeing. And I think that's that's when things were like something, something has to give. So for me, it was my work and my work's always been a big point for me of my work must have meaning. The work that I do must have purpose. I do not want to be miserable. I do not want to be happy, unhappy. I do not want to work for a paycheck. Like I've got to have something that fulfills me. And that's how I found myself in nonprofit work. And for a long time, my work really did fulfill me. And the work that I was doing fulfilled me. It was the people I was surrounded by that were no longer fulfilling me. And I was like this, I love this. I, I remember saying right before I left that job of, I know this work can be really beautiful and amazing. I love it for what it could be. I don't love it for what it currently is. And it was a really hard choice because it was a, a, a workplace that has a deep connection to me. So it wasn't like just some job that I was like, I'm having all these issues with. Like there's a personal connection with the place that I was working at. And that, that's what made it really hard and to be able to pull away. But my perspective started to change. And I said, after quite a time of dealing with this, I had made a goal. I was like, I'm done. I'm quitting my job. And it was January of 2018. And I just, I went in, I said, that's it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And I just, and that's when I was like, I, all that information from two years prior that I had started to see, it was like a quantum leap from January to May. My, my life 
practically fell apart between January and May. Like it was, I wanted things to be really exciting, but the universe was like, no, 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 this isn't how you grow. You don't grow when things are easy. Like <laughs> you, you're going to, you're going to figure this out and we're going to make you work. I mean, the tears, Renee, the tears, the frustration, the stress, the, I don't know what the right answer is. Like, I was like, well, I had this plan, right? You know, I had this plan and it's, it's not going how I want it to go, but I know this is what I'm supposed to do. And that was really one of the very first experiences of let go of the how and just let it happen. And I wasn't, I had not learned that piece of information yet. So I'm trying to create the steps. So I'm going to do A, B, C, and D. And the universe is like, no, no, no. You're going to do like Z, T, Y, and F. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, no, I don't want to. And, and that's, there's so much in there. I mean, I ended up coming to a point where I quit my job with nothing else behind it. And I knew I was in a meditation and I knew exactly what I needed to do. And my intuition was like, quit. And I was like, okay. And it's not to say it was like easy from then on out, but it was an easy decision. It was scary and there was so much fear in it, but it was the easiest decision I've ever made because it came from such a pure place of knowing this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm no longer supposed to be here. And this is where my growth is going to, oh my gosh. I'm going to grow more. So Nikki, that, that what you just said right there, it, it's so beautiful because I think part of being awake is, is having the courage and, and being brave to, to listen to that inner knowing that's what this is about. That's what being an embodied divine feminine being is, is listening to that intuition and trusting in it and having the courage to, to follow through. And, and you took a huge brave step by doing that, even letting go of the how and, oh my gosh, what's going to happen. And I, (laughs) I can so relate because I was in a, a very, very similar situation myself with working in a corporate world where I just felt so incredibly alone and depleted and, and um, just, it was unbearable for me. And, and I was on that spiritual path, you know, kind of like you, where I was taking in all of the information, just being a sponge, being a yep. sponge, learning everything I could until one day I decided yep. I'm done. I'm done. And like you, I quit my job. I didn't have a plan though. That's the difference is I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I went through some really hard times, you know, and like you said, where the universe kind of like, you don't, you have to go through challenges in order to grow. Yeah. And this is what I love too about, you know, our journeys is that, and for any women, woman, woman who, who is listening to this, you know, you being, being a spiritual being and becoming awakened and becoming um, more embodied in who you are is a process. It takes time. It doesn't take, you know, 
a year. It takes several years and baby steps and sometimes giant leaps during that time. And the more that you do and the more that you trust, the more that you grow and the more that you start to see all of the beauty and the things come your way and you start to realize what your true purpose really is, what you're really here to do. And you start to almost reignite that passion again. Like you talked about Nikki, like, you know, cause I, I had lost my passion you know, and yeah. I had to take those steps to reunite it. And so I just want everyone to know that just because you might be at the beginning of your journey or in the middle of your journey, it doesn't mean you're not waking up or that you're not awake. It just means that you're going along your own your own divine timing. And these beautiful stories that Nikki is sharing is, 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 truly a mirror for what it looks like to be an awakened woman. Yeah. I just, I just love it so much. And, and what I love is I think we hit the same word of like, you made a decision. Like I made a decision. You're like, I think you have to get to that point where you as a, as an individual <clears throat> say, I I'm making this decision and I'm making this commitment and that's it. And it's, I swear, as soon as you like say that, the universe is like, all right, are you ready? Because right. we're coming in. <laughs> and it's like, you're like, I, I can't do this. Because a lot of times we we waver yeah. for so long before we get to the point where you're like, and I'm done. Like, you know, it's, you waver because you're testing the waters. And I think I did that for so long where I was like, well, let me try these side businesses. Let me see what this, and that was the first time like I hired a coach and it was like a pure business coach, but she had us reading personal development books. And, and it was like these little pieces and these little nuggets. And I was just kind of like, still, I hadn't quite filtered over, but it was just like, you kind of waver back and forth. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh God, it's like, you've seen too much. And now you can never go back. And, and that journey I'm constantly, I think, I swear, it's like, I could say I'm awake, but I feel like I'm always being reawakened to something new. It's like, I get to a new level and then I'm like, Oh, now there's something new. And for me, that's been, I think I quit my job and then I had about a year and a half about ish of where I was kind of in that wavering point again, where I was navigating what my life was, what this new chapter of my life was going to look like. And then this year, another shift happened and I've made another commitment to myself. So it's, it's like, I go, I notice a pattern in me where I go in these waves where I'm like, okay, let's learn. Let's be the sponge okay, let's commit and let's do, let's learn, let's be the sponge, let's commit and then, and do. And it's, it's really beautiful to watch yourself grow because we don't realize what's happening. And I, I said to someone earlier, I was actually at my doctor's this morning and we, we do these uh, like reevaluations. So like looking back and I started going there in 2018 when I was having physical symptoms from the stress I was going under because I knew, and I'm like, this is not a medical issue. And I knew in my gut, I'm like, this is not a medical issue. This is a stress response to what's happening. I couldn't explain it. I didn't believe what I was actually saying, but I'm like, I just, this is what it is. So I've, I met this doctor, I've been going there for, gosh, I guess since 2018. So we're coming up on three years. And it's funny, he said today, he goes, can you believe where you were when you walked through these doors to who you are now. Cause you fill out these little surveys and I'm like, I know I'm like it's the me of today of 
if the me of 2018 had to go through 2020, I would have been, I probably would have been a complete wreck because I, I wouldn't have had the tools that I've had in place to be able to navigate what yeah. this looked like. And I can look back and say, it was a great year, which not many people can say, and no matter what circumstances happened and no matter what was going on, it was like, but I had these tools and I had this just almost like underneath the surface. It was like, just keep going. Like, it was just this inner knowing of like, just keep going. This isn't how life is going to be all the time, but you can do this. Like you can do this. It was just this inner knowing of keep going, keep going, keep going. So I think we're always learning, but we have to make the decision. And when we make the decision, watch out. I love that. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It, it really, it's a choice. Um, and they don't have to be huge decisions. It's just a matter of, like you said, just decide. Or even if it's just for today, I just, you know, I'm going to decide to do this or commit to that. Um, you know, one of the things I want to talk about with you too is part of this, this journey, because um, I believe you are so good at this, is, um, you know, like your doctor said to you, you know, look how far you've come from where you were to where you are now, um, you know, really celebrating that, those steps that you've taken, you know, the bravery and the courage that you've shown to commit to yourself, to this, this life that you want, and then actually being proud of yourself, of all those little steps and celebrating all of those little steps. And I just think that you're so good at that. And I think that I believe that it's such an important aspect of, of our own growth. You know, we need to we need that vibration of that that gratitude and that joy and that and that celebration. So, what are your thoughts on, you know, how celebration really fits into all of this and, and the benefits of it and what that looks like for you? Yeah, I love that. And celebration is something I'm recently consciously embracing. So, and saying that in the way of like. I've probably, I've been doing these things. And I remember when I quit my job and there were people that, and I'm sure you got this too. They're like, wow, that's so brave. I could never do that. And I, they'd say to me and I'm going, you can do it too. Like, <laughs> I'm not special. I was just, I physically, mentally, emotionally could not stay. Like I basically got to the point where I didn't have a choice anymore. Like you tell me I'm being brave, but really I was like, dude, I was so down. Like there, there was no, I had to quit. Like I had no choice, but you know, however that happens and and just saying uh, I like to to say and I think this goes back to um a lot of what my dad brought into my life was this this optimism of I naturally see the silver lining and when everyone's you know kind of you know I always remember being around my friends and they're like well this is so bad and and this is and I'm like yeah but look like I think that's just something that's naturally that I'm blessed with to be able to to have an optimism, which for a good period of time, and there are times still where I'm like, oh, should I not be happy? Like everyone else seems really upset. Like, especially in 2020, I was like, everyone's really stressed out, but I'm really grateful that I get to work from home. Like, this is really nice. Like, I don't, I don't know. And, and of course there are things that happen that we can complain about, but I'm always, I've always kind of naturally been that way. And in this moment, and really for this year, 
I'm taking the moment to consciously be aware of what what is going on and what I'm able to celebrate. And uh, we have a gratitude practice. So I have a husband and I have two little kids. They're they're eight and five. And uh, my husband's on his own personal growth journey, which is amazing to to watch and see um, because he battled depression for a little bit and he's kind of come out on the other end. So he's got a very different story than I do, but we both kind of have the same starting place with the same doctor. So I went to this doctor and then a couple months later, he walked through the doors and was kind of a uh, a safe space for us to learn and grow in that way. And, and so we started this practice with our kids, my, from my husband of doing gratitude at dinner time. What are you grateful for? And it's just a beautiful reminder. And I love that he brought this practice into our family because I think he's somebody who wants to consciously think about what he's grateful for, where he's really got to be super intentional, like about thinking and looking at the silver lining and, and we're complete opposites. He's like, I always say he's like the pessimist and I'm the optimist. So they say opposites attract. We could be <laughs> like the pillar in that respect. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, just be happy. Everything's fine. And, and I've learned that, oh, not everybody thinks and feels the way that I do. And, and learning <laughs> to honor that in other people. So that's something I've had to learn. And in honoring that in other people, I've been able to bring more of it out in me. And I think I, in being able to honor that, especially my husband to say, dude, you had a crappy day. I get it. Like that sucked. Instead of what old me would have said of like, well, who cares? It's the day's over. Just move on. Right. Like two completely different ways of, of looking at the same day. So being able to say that to him allows him to feel seen, but then also allows him to move through it so much quicker. And granted, he, again, he's on his own journey. He's got his own coach. He's doing his own books and reading and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But me being able to honor that, and I think that's been a growth for me of like, well, I naturally celebrate. I naturally look at the silver lining. I, I'm just, everything's great. And we're all going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Like, that's just what's going to happen. <laughs> it's my vision of the world. But I'm like, no, but not everybody sees it that way. And being able to honor that in other people, I think also actually helps to bring that out in them. Because you're not telling them to not feel that way, which is what I did for a long time. I would tell people who were, were sad or depressed or anxious, I would say, why, why do you feel that way? Like I dated somebody in high school who dealt with severe anxiety and I never, I, I never understood it, but I've come to the point where I can say, I don't understand what it feels like to have to go through that. But at the same time, I can still honor where that person is. And I think that that is my way of being able to bring the light, not shoving it down their throats and saying, just feel better but really honoring them, but then holding the space to say, well, I'll be the light. If you don't have the light right now, I'll walk into the room and I'll, I'll bring the light into the room. And, and learning how to celebrate has amplified that for me. So we've brought that into our family of saying, we're going to celebrate tonight. We did it for the first time the other day where I pulled out our wedding. My husband and I were married 12 years ago. I pulled out our champagne glasses from our wedding and they were dusty as heck. <laughs> I was like, nope, when we are going to celebrate, we're, we've already been celebrating the little things by doing gratitudes. Let's take it to the next level. Let's celebrate and let's celebrate big. And I, I am currently doing no alcohol, but poured, you know, my sparkling water into the champagne glass. And the kids were like, what are we doing? They got their juice boxes. They were good. And we just made a list of things that I was celebrating. I started with me. And then I said, Hey, guys like what do you want to celebrate today and you know it's 
it's just, it raises everything and it just, I can't explain it because it just feels good. So to be able to celebrate no matter what happens, it like, it's a feeling in my heart and in my soul that's just like, yeah, like, this is good. Like, and, and I'd love to be able to, to tell more people to celebrate. If we, if we honor what's good, we bring more, even if it's, oh my God, I've got this really cool water bottle. Like, I love my water bottle, like honor it, celebrate it. Like, that's really cool. Like, if, even if everything's falling apart around you, there's still something that's going okay. Even if it's not great, you can say, well, there was, there was this one thing and you're like, awesome, celebrate it. It's all right that everything else might be burning in flames around you, but there's still, there's still that beauty somewhere in it. And it's, it's raising that vibration. And all you need is one thing to lift that vibration. And then everything else will start to meet it. But it, it starts with one moment, one second of one day. And then the next day, two seconds of like, I don't feel high, like excited and happy all the time. Like, I don't feel like this all the time. It's, there are so many moments where it's low, but the more we live in this, this higher vibration, this, this joy, this celebration, the more we bring in, but we don't need to be there 24 seven. That's just unrealistic <laughs> as much as I would love to. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and, and everything you said is so beautiful. And, and I, I love how you acknowledge that you sort of shifted your perspective, um, especially with your husband who, who, who has anxiety things and, and you looking at it a different way. You were obviously very blessed to be one of those, those people who sees the bright side of, of things most often. And, you know, I, I, my life was the opposite. You know, I, my whole life, I suffered a lot with depression and anxiety and things. And, you know, I have been, I had been um, approached by people who have said things like, like that, like, well, just, you know, just, you know, let it go it, you know, it's okay to, you know, just, just smile or, you know, or, or whatever they would say. And I'd be like, you don't understand. <laughs> you can't say that. You don't understand. <laughs> and I feel like I get that now. But, yeah. You know? And it's, it's, I feel like I've always had, at some point in my life, there's always been somebody that's close to me. So I had a really good friend in high school who uh, suffered depression. I dated somebody in high school who had severe anxiety. I had a friend in college who had depression. And I feel like I would get, angry but at the same time I feel like they were meant to be in my life so that I could share a light with them and so that I could learn from them and say not everybody thinks and feels like you do right but you can be the light for other people so it's it's looking back and saying I think they were there so that I could maybe bring them some light but then also for me to learn from them so I don't yes. find it you know I think if my husband were different, he were the ultimate optimist. I don't know what our life would be like. I probably want to smack him because I think it would drive me nuts, right? So it's like, <laughs> you know, so it's like these people come into our lives for a reason to, to teach absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. A lot of times people come into our lives to be a mirror 
Um, and speaking of all of this, it's it's really sort of a lead into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is 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 really about support because you know part of being an awakened woman <clears throat> is not just you know being on a spiritual path and and being in your power and and brave and and all of that, but it, there's also a whole other aspect to it which you and I can relate to um, pretty well is, is in not just celebrating your, yourself, but also celebrating those around you and other women and, and having a support system. And more importantly, in, in, in my opinion, is having a, a, a support system of, of, of women, you know, being part of a sisterhood. Um, you know, finding your tribe. Um, I know that there were years where I would always, you know, you know, dip my toes into different circles, dip my toes into different um, friendships and things. And a lot of times they, they just didn't work out. There was never really, um, a, you know, a true bond. Um, but I never stopped trying because it was something that I knew my inner knowing, my intuition was like, you need this. This is what you need. Yeah. This is so important. This is part of your process. This is part of your journey mm -hmm. so that you are able to not only be seen, but to, to speak your truth, to share your voice, to, to feel your emotions, to feel safe, to feel loved, and to feel nurtured in a way without judgment. And to celebrate what needs to be celebrating and to, you know, say, fuck life, if that's what you got to say, you know, <laughs> and, and that so that that support that sisterhood support is so incredibly important. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, it's, you can find a tribe, but they might not be aligned with you because there's always still that inner work you have to do. And the further and more he the further you work on yourself and the more inner healing you do of your of those wounds, you start to align more and love yourself more, which then attracts more of the type of women who are more aligned with you and your values and, and things like that. So um, you know, having a sister tribe is has changed my life dramatically in terms of being awake because when I am in those moments of I hate my life or I'm depressed or whatever it is I know that I can can feel it fully and I know that I can have the support of my tribe to light me up to, to not to light not that they light me up they do but to to have them help me find my own inner light, to remind me that I have a light and a fire and a passion inside of myself. It's so, it's so incredible. And I know Nikki that you can, you can relate to this because we are part of a, of the same, a same tribe of sisters. So I just want to know what your outlook is on how this kind of relates to everything we've been talking about and, and you, and how it's changed your life and how it makes you feel and in all of that. <laughs> I love it. And, and I, I completely, I completely agree that, um, and being able to watch somebody else light up 
is I think one of the most joyous things in the world to be able to see, especially when somebody comes on a call that we have and maybe the week before they weren't feeling so great. And then they come on the next week. And I think we've all been there. And then you're like, so I took everything that you guys said and I kind of sat with it and I did this work and, and I'm back, you know, I'm feeling so much better. And I did this, this, and this, or, or I I'm feeling like this. And we all just, it's like, we give all of each other this big virtual hug and we send all of this beautiful love and light to each other. And to have that fills my cup so much and it, it raises my vibration and it's helped me basically go to the next level. I, I feel I've quantum leaped in a very big way the end of the year that, you know, from September to December because of the sisterhood that we had created and put together and just this little beautiful container, because as women, we all have these, these wounds from childhood, uh, you know, Girls can be catty, girls can be mean, girls can be really hard to be around. And we know that because we are girls, we are women and we we get self-conscious and we get worried and we wanna fit in, but then a lot of times we don't fit in, but do the people who are in the cool group even really feel like they fit in? But we, you know, we, we create these stories. We're real good at creating stories as women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're like, oh, but they're the cool group. They don't like me. But you know, that girl who you see as the leader is probably so self-conscious and so concerned about herself. But, you know, as middle schoolers and teenagers and, and young women, we don't, we don't see that. We don't take that picture in. We just know what we're feeling. And for me, so much of that has been I've always felt like an outsider. I've had, I've always had my very close core. So I could go through stages of my life and say, here were the, you know, my, my one best friend, my two best friends, you know, in high school, there was three of us and we were like practically attached at the hip. Um, And there was, sometimes there was four of us, but really it was like, there was always that like one or two people that I was like, this is my person. But I always had friends who who attracted the groups of people. And then when the groups were there, it's funny because I'm very extroverted. So when there's big groups, I always retreat because I'm always worried about how are people going to judge me? What are people going to think about me? But yet at the same time, I've craved having that, that group of people because I've never wanted to overshadow anybody. So that's one of my wounds of... I'm extroverted. I'm loud. I I love to be the center of attention. Like I'm not going to deny that by any means. And what I learned over the years, what I was taught was quiet. You're too loud. People don't like that. So I've had to work through that to say it's okay. So whenever I was in groups of people growing up, I always was like, oh, I better, oh, I'm talking too much. Oh, I'm going to let that other person talk. Oh, I sound like an idiot. They're going to start talking about me, right? That inner voice comes at me. And as I got older, I started realizing, I'm like, I need more. I I needed more. And I knew, just like you said, if I can heal myself, I'm going to attract the exact people that I need in my life. And and I've done I've done that. I think we've done that. There's, there's no mistaking this group of women who get together every week. 
and sit and talk. We are from all different walks of life. We have all different types of businesses, but yet there's this, there's this connection. There's literally this magnetic connection that happens when we sit on a call and we just support. And it's not a one-on-one -on -one support, it's a group support. And it's that, it's that moment when I said, I could have said this, this was, you know, when I would come out and say, this is really hard, I'm gonna share this. And, and then when another woman does this, when, when one of us reaches out for help, you can't help but be thankful that they reached out, be thankful that they were comfortable enough to do that, and then be thankful for the container that we've held, because I know it was hard for whenever one of us steps up and says, today's not going so good, like, I'm not doing too well, no matter what it is, that's hard, as a, we don't want to show that side of ourselves, and in a sisterhood, in those relationships, that's where the bond is made. That is where the deepness happens when you're like, let me open up my heart and just kind of, I'm not always happy and pretty and excited and feeling really good. Like there are days where I feel like complete crap and, and I'm, I can't, I feel like I can't pick myself up on the ground. But what a sisterhood does is it's all of the hands underneath you as you're laying in the corner curled up in a ball, rocking back and forth. Like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> we're there. And we're not necessarily there to pick you up out of the corner, but we're there to sit with you in the corner. And that's what I've always craved in my life. And I was always so afraid to show myself that I didn't attract that until now. And I think that's, that's what it is of like, we'd all, we could be together in person. We'd all sit in the corner with you and hold you. And then when you were ready, we'd pick you up and we'd hold you and we'd walk with you. And, and then the next day, it's going to be someone else in another corner of the room. And that person that was, we were holding the other day is now holding somebody else. And it's just this beautiful balance and love and support and we as women need that support we we can't fix things ourselves we're not independent human beings we are collective human beings we are we are supported by our village by our groups by our tribes whatever you want to call it that's how women have lived and we've gotten away from that we've we've gotten to it's okay to suffer and being too busy and overwhelmed is a badge of honor, but it's not. And it's not, it's not just saying, oh, I need someone to come help me clean my house or I, you know, I can't do the laundry. I'm too busy or whatever it is. It's literally that, that conversation and that, that talk and the words. And sometimes there are no words. It's just, we love you and we're here for you. It's not about advice. It's not about helping them to their next step. It's about just support. And there's there's just so, so much in that when, when we support each other, we energize each other so that we as an, I as an individual, because I've sat in these groups and lifted somebody else and I've been lifted up, that it naturally lifts all of us up. And we're all able to do these really amazing things 
we might be doing the work. We might be turning on our computers if we're looking at it business-wise of turning our computers and doing this really amazing work. So we might be doing the work on our own, but we're not because we know behind all of that is the, is the support and the love. And it's just that collective raising the vibration. It's <laughs> everybody needs a sisterhood. And I'm like, it may have taken me, I don't care how long it's taken anybody to get to finding their people. But when you do, man, it's, it's awesome. It is. I'm, I'm sitting here trying not to get teary eyed because you, you, you just explain it so incredibly beautifully. And, and, and I mean, I couldn't even put it into better words. Uh, for how it makes me feel as well. It's it's just so truly incredible. And that's not to say that, you know, through your life, you won't go through, through different tribes or different groups of friends, because like you, I have too, I know many women who do, you know, because as you evolve, and as you grow, and you work on yourself, you know, you start to, to, you may start to lose people, and people may not align with you and your values anymore or not understand you anymore. So then it's, it's about keeping, you know, moving forward and staying open to receiving those new connections and the, those new circles of women. Um, this, this by far at this point in my life has been one of my most powerful ones ever. And so incredibly that I'm so incredibly grateful for um, just because I know that when I'm struggling or when I'm celebrating or anything in between that I am supported and that I don't have to be afraid to share who I am, to be exactly who I am, to, to say what I want to say, to feel what I want to feel. And that is by being able to express yourself in that way, no matter what it is, is, is part of that, that bravery and that courage and that truth that, that helps you wake up, you know, that helps, like you said, Nikki, how it kind of, after every week when you're part on a call, like it, it sort of uplifts you and sort of motivates you to, to keep, to, to do more or to, you know, to keep going and it builds that momentum and, it's, it's because of that, that collective energy. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's, and, and it's funny because as we, like, like you said, like you'll grow, you'll outgrow people and we can't allow others to stop our growth. And when you surround yourself with people who lift you up, you're naturally going to grow. Like you're going to keep moving and some people might not come along for the journey because that's not, that's not their time. And, you know, I think we, as women can kind of go back and like, look at our line of friendships as we, as we grew and was like, oh, this person served me here and this person served me here, but they didn't stay. And, you know, that natural kind of weaning process of friendships of some fall apart because something catastrophic happens or some just. My mom even asked me, she's like, whatever happened to so-and-so? And I'm like, I don't know. We just kind of, it's like this drift apart where we've, we've served each other's purpose for our life in that moment, but we weren't meant 
to stay that way. Like that was our time to be together at that point. And then we were able to, to separate. Um, and it's really beautiful and it's amazing. And if anyone listening hasn't found their tribe yet, don't worry because they're out there. Just keep looking for them and keep aligning with who you are, knowing you're going to attract them to you. Yeah. Beautiful. So Nikki, what, um, what, uh, advice or tips would you give to, to women out there who are maybe just starting their journey? What, what are some things that you are doing that really help you to, to stay in that alignment, to stay on that path? What are some of your favorite practices? Well, my, my ultimate favorite practice, and it's the one that I really started this journey with was meditation. Uh, well, I will say that, but it really started with reading books and listening to podcasts. Those were the biggest piece for me as I was learning. It was just being able to take in those little nuggets of information. And then the next piece that has really shown my growth has been meditation and learning to to be still and to honor the emotions, honor the feelings, whatever's coming up in me, uh, rather than pushing them down and just trying to ignore them of saying, I'm feeling this way today. And then I go to my journal. Those are my top, my, my meditation, my learning and my growth, expanding my mind, my meditation and my journaling are the biggest pieces that just allow me to, they're a process for me that allow me to move through. I'm, I'm someone who loves words. I connect very deeply with words and visualizations. So for me, writing makes sense, talking, listening. Uh, so it's finding that connection piece for you, whatever feels good for you. I think everyone can have a meditation practice. Like that's just, Everybody can have one. Everybody should learning to, to slow down and to not ignore whatever's coming up inside you. That's really the biggest piece and to look at it without judgment. So for, we tend to not want to feel bad, but when we listen to ourselves and we don't say, oh, this feels wrong. I shouldn't feel this way, but just saying, I feel this way and that's okay. I think that's a, especially someone who's really at like very early stages of just really navigating what this looks like. And I think this is relevant anytime saying, this is how I feel. This is where I am right now. And that's all right. That's okay. This is exactly where I'm meant to be. That I think is the most beautiful place to start because you've got to honor where you are. And saying, this is where I am. I'm exactly where I need to be. Let's keep going. I love that. I love that so much. So speaking of meditation and journaling, I understand that you have some things out there in the world that might be helpful for some of our audience members who are interested. Can you share a little bit about what you have? where they can get it. <laughs> Absolutely. Happy to do that. So I am a meditation teacher on the Insight Timer, uh, the Insight Timer app, which I highly recommend. There's so many teachers, thousands of teachers on there. So a range of different types of practices, 
there's yoga on there. There's live videos. I'm hopefully going to be able to do live uh, meditation soon. I'm working to get approval for that. I have to go through a process to get approved to go live. They have to test you first and make sure you can do live videos. Uh, so hopefully I'll be doing that uh, in the near future, the beginning of 2021 here. Uh, so you can find me there. And I also have a uh, planner. It's a 90 day planner focusing on living intentionally. And it's, it's my personal combination of intentional living affirmations, gratitude, but also practical, like I have this appointment at this time and I need to be here and these tasks needs to be done. So it's my way of melding uh, the masculine and the feminine energies when it comes to time management, uh, because it's allowed me to A, survive 2020. Uh, I created it during this entire year. This is the creation happened for me. And then I put it out into the world and it is called the stepping up planner. And you can search it on Amazon, search the Stepping Up Planner, my name, it will pop up. I believe it's the only one. Uh, there's a few things called Stepping Up, but you'll find the planner there if you search it and find my name. And yeah, it's, it's 90 days of learning to live with intention, learning to take the time to do gratitude, to take the time to set an affirmation, to write down how you want to feel, but then at the same time, also know I have this appointment at this time and I need to be here. So how does this feel and how do I need to do it? Because we've got to be able to work the two together. I know you know that, um, Renee, as well, of kind of being able to meld those two worlds together because we have to. We live in a masculine and feminine world and um, so often we're dominated by the masculine. But, yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's beautiful, Nikki. Beautiful. I can relate to that. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. I, I just want to show so much gratitude to you, Nikki, for being here with me today. I could honestly talk about this stuff for hours and hours, but unfortunately, we just don't have that kind of time. <laughs> so I do really appreciate you offering your wisdom and your story and your journey and sharing that with everyone. And and hopefully that, you know, this helps light up some women out there who need to hear that anything is possible, that they can't follow their dreams, that they, they can listen to those whispers and, and make those decisions, those little choices to every day to just keep growing and, and, and becoming more and more awake in who they are and who they're becoming. <laughs> I love it. And I'm so grateful for you, Renee, and all that you've done and what you've introduced into my life uh, since I've got to know you and uh, grateful to be here and be interviewed on your podcast. And without our sisterhood, I'm pretty sure this connection wouldn't have happened. And just so, so <laughs> unbelievably grateful and excited for you and for what's coming up for you uh, in 2021. So thank you so much for having me. It was an honor to share and to talk and Hopefully somebody out there got a little nugget of information that they can take with them and, and apply into their life today. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please help other women who need to hear this inspiring episode by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And if you're ready to start the transition to your soul aligned work in the world, go to www.reneeshear.com and apply to work with Renee or schedule a free discovery call. Until next time, thanks for listening.